drinks are poured, the pumpkin spice candle has been lit. Welcome to the Horror Salon. I'm your co-host, Andemic. And I'm the witch. Thank you, everybody, for being here again. We hope this is your second episode. We hope you, you've stuck with us. Yeah, they they will. They they made it through the first. They did. They're the final ghoul. Yeah. The f- <laughs> because they made it through <clears throat> that shit show. All right. All right. You, you win the day. The final ghoul. <laughs> all right. Tell us what we're drinking. How much have you already had? I have had none yet. This is my first sip. First sip. I haven't even... I'm trying this live, everybody. You're getting the full experience. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. So our Pazuzu juice of the night is... Lawbird. So let me give you some context for Lawbird. They are the most adorable little shop. Uh, typically a bar, but considering the pandemic and everything, they turned themselves really quickly into basically a convenience store. So they're making all of their cocktails, but they're putting them in little plastic bottles That's and fantastic. selling them to go. It's awesome. And they also have wine. They have beer. They have snacks. They have it all. Um, so highly, if you are in the Columbus, Ohio area, mm-hmm. highly encourage you to get yourself to Lawbird yeah. and get some good drinks. This tonight is their Cherry Crush, which I did not exactly read exactly <laughs> what's in it, but it is bourbon-based and it has cherries and it's making endemic Super squeamish because I don't think Andemic's a bourbon drinker. When when in when in the witch's basement, do as the witch does. When in the witch's basement, <laughs> drink her potions. Drink her potions. That's right. So this is this is our first sip. Here we go. Okay. Are you trying to murder me? <laughs> and she loves it, everybody. Mm. Really cherry forward. Which is surprising to me because often when you're using bourbon, I feel like those fruit flavors are lost to the strength of the bourbon. That cherry flavor is not lost. That cherry flavor is not lost, everybody. There's like, and it's not one of those weird, sick, like, sweet cherries. It's like a juicy, sour, fruity cherry flavor in there. And still not over the bourbon. <laughs> um, let's just be real. I don't know if I'm ever going to like one of these. She's never going to like any of the drinks we present. But but she's going to try. I'm going to drink every damn one of them. She's such a trooper. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. endemic. Endemic. She's surviving the damn pandemic. That's right. With Cherry Crush. Cherry Crush. It is. Let me take another sip here. It's that bourbon. Bourbon reminds me of like licking a saddle. <laughs> I don't know like. I don't know, like a leather saddle or something. I, I don't know. How do you know that? How many saddles have you licked, Andemic? That is none of your concern, wow. first of all. But second of all, yeah, it's very um, cherry saddle. Yeah, <laughs> very cherry saddle. I'm into it. I'm into the cherry saddle. Um, I would I'm like just... to sample more of their beverages, though, because this is really... Oh, you can tell it, it is a quality. They know what they're made doing. Beverage. Yeah, they know what they're doing down yeah. there. Yeah, um, I just can't get over the. Let me use my favorite word, everybody. Robust. Oh, jeez. Cherry flavor in this cherry crush. Okay. Thank you for entertaining my Pazuzu juice sour <laughs> anthem. 
So what do we have for <clears throat> what do we have for our folks today? Well, today uh, we're going to talk about ghost hunting, uh, and basically, you know, some experiences you and I have had ghost hunting, and places we like, places we want to go, and just general chatter. Um, but before we do that, um, this is a quick note: do not break the law to get into a place that you think is haunted. Don't do it. It's not worth it. If you cannot request a visit somewhere uh, or a no trespassing sign is posted, it wasn't meant to be, um, there are plenty of other places to go. So just be respectful um, and try and get permission if there's some place you really want to go before you do it. Yeah, you don't want a good time <clears throat> ruined by a night in jail. In jail. You don't want, you don't want, you don't want that on your good time. No. 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 Or, you know, somebody is scared that you're in, on their property and you don't want to hear the of a shotgun. Yeah, I mean, terrible. come on. Please just don't. Don't make yourself a scary movie, everybody. Yeah. And on another note, and something that is close to my heart, many of the historic places that are haunted that you want to go um, are nonprofit organizations. So they will benefit greatly from um, the dollars they charge you to go and, and do ghost hunts with them. So... Um, you know, shop local, patronize your local uh, nonprofit haunted locations. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that should be said 20 times over. Over and over and over. Um, because these people work at these locations, keep them up. Mm -hmm. uh, they learn the lore. Mm -hmm. They're as passionate about the lore, probably more so, hate to tell you, <laughs> than you are. Um, and they de they deserve some high quality praise for keeping these places going so please they do please because be it is not easy it not, is not at easy. all not at all um i've worked in some haunted locations so it's not easy yeah um okay so what kind of uh of ghost hunting experience have you had any any places of note um yes so i would love to share um so I will I will say Andemic is way more uh, versed in ghost hunting, much more than I am. I love ghost hunting. Of the few ghost hunting experiences I've had, I am just enamored with it. However, I haven't had nearly as many as Andemic. So um, I will share with you probably the one that sticks out the loudest in my mind, nice. and it was my very first. Um so a little context here, because I just, I, I think this is a cool story, but I took a, uh, a folklore class in college. Uh. And as part of that folklore class, they wanted us to research groups of people that had or practiced some sort of ritual. Okay. And they left it super broad. So we could do anything from, I think, a group did baristas. Oh, um, okay. oh one of the groups did those art cars that you see the oh, doll yeah. heads glued on. Oh, yeah. Which I saw a toasty gar uh, car, like, you know, the little toaster, yeah. brave little toaster. I saw a toasty car. Oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I found a kindred spirit in my class, and we wanted to to do ghost hunters and so we found a local ghost hunting troop here in columbus mm -hmm. and we emailed them and said what the what the hell we're going to <laughs> we're gonna see if they'll give us an interview that's all we were looking for yeah. 
And that turned into this really neat experience where they said, absolutely, come interview us. It was in person. We had fully expected it to be via email. They invited us in uh, to their circle. They explained the different types of ghost hunting that they do, the equipment they use, the rituals they have, um, some of the locations they've been on, their favorite experiences. So it was just such a neat interview. That's great. At the end of it, we had been so just engaged with their leader um he invited us on a ghost hunt they had one coming up while we were in this course so when you get invited to that kind of event you have to go go. and i thought i am being a proper folkloric student i am you know doing my due diligence Mm -hmm. i'm field researching Mm -hmm. right now (laughs) so we go out and i am so upset because i don't remember the name of the location so Email us if I'm describing a location that you have been to. Please let me know because I want to go back so, so badly. But I remember it was in Western Ohio. I cannot tell you if it was Southwestern, Northwestern, or just a straight Western, but it was in Western Ohio. That's very helpful. Yeah. Thank you, Western, Western Ohio, everybody. Uh, Probably about an hour, two hour and a half outside of Columbus. Maybe the Dayton area. That's as, that's about <laughs> as much as I can I can give you there. But we went to so we were set to be exploring a Native American museum. Okay, um, it was on the grounds of what used to be an ancient Native American site, a uh, historic spiritual site of okay. um, the Western peoples of Ohio, and so. Uh, we, the the owner of the museum said that uh, they had had some weird experiences in the museum. So we went and we set up shop and they pulled out all their fancy equipment and we started our night there and we were probably about an hour in and nothing was happening. I think the spookiest thing there was they had a life-sized statue Um of like this couple in the corner and it was kind of creepy and it was dark. And so that was kind of the scariest part of the museum, but it wasn't by any means not to say it wasn't haunted. It just wasn't active that night. So the owner comes back, we tell him, you know, the site's not really being active tonight for us. And he, he said, well, uh, there's this place around the corner. It's an old opera house. And I immediately perk up and I said, absolutely, I want to check it out. So we decide we're going to go over to this old opera house. And what was cool about it is it was kind of like there was a line of shops on the bottom. And then you had to go up a set of stairs. The second floor was the opera house. Um, So you would go up, and this is important to the story, you would go up the stairs, and straight ahead of you was just this empty crawl space almost. And then you had to turn immediately right, and there was a full room, stage, full-on opera, you know, house, um, filled to the brim with boxes for some reason. I don't, okay. I don't know. It hadn't been in use for quite some time, I was told. So we, we decided we're going to spend our night here because it was way creep, creepier and um, it just felt like you walk in that place and you feel like something is there. So what's interesting too, I always found ghost hunting to be a bit daunting because there's so much equipment and yeah. I don't know how to use that. 
Yeah. So I was a little, you know, leery about that. But what was cool about this group is they used that kind of equipment, sure, but then they used just run-of-the-mill objects that you could find in your home. And what I found to be the most um, kind of productive, I guess you could say, or what got the most reading was a flashlight. Mm, so yep. we we put it in a circle and we stood on the um the stage i believe or just beneath the stage and we would ask questions and i kid you not that flashlight would light up when we would ask a yes or no question and it wouldn't light up so it was just it was so just it was amazing. deliberate it was deliberate it was it wasn't you know every two seconds it was to our questions and it wasn't like a hat it would fully light up um and so, and I just had this, what's, what I most remember about that is I had this overwhelming sense of calm. And you feel like when you go into a ghost hunt, you're going to be terrified. Oh, Andemic is showing the Sorg Opera House. Maybe. Is that it? Is that on a second floor? Uh, I don't know. We're doing some quick research. It's in Middletown. Maybe. Were you at okay. Fort Ancient? Maybe. I'm very that's, knowledgeable. In that's is over, that right that's there? That's over near Dayton, yeah. Maybe uh, I was. On, on the way, Fort Ancient, yeah. It is very possible I was at Fort Ancient. Um, but I will say that I always thought I would be terrified. Victoria Theater? Victoria Theater. Maybe you were at the Victoria Theater because I believe the theater is on the second floor. Then I, I might have, have been. I have to go upstairs to get to the theater. I very well might have been at the Victoria Theater. Someone tell me. Was yeah, I at the Victoria us, right? Theater? But I do know that I felt this overwhelming sense of calm. I don't think that was it. Okay. It was kind of more residentially looking. Oh, okay. I don't know. It was a very small town. Well, now I'm all, I'm all that. curious now. I know. But I felt this sense of calm, and I thought I was going to feel scared, but I didn't. I felt like, so there is a person. There is an afterlife. It was <laughs> kind of like this, this, this sense like, aha, yes, yeah. that, that exists. The scary part that did happen to us was kind of after that experience, there was this huge boom, like chairs falling or something happening in the crawl space. Oh, jeez. So we immediately thought someone had fallen down the stairs sure. because we had um, a, a guy with us who wanted to go down and just get some air because it was kind mm -hmm. of musty, as you can imagine. And so we ran to the stairs. We were like, are you okay? And he's like, no, I've been down here for like five minutes. So, oh and there was something in that crawl space. Because yeah. that whole night, mm -hmm. I had seen a shadow over there. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't said anything, but I had. And then that noise, so I'm convinced there was something over but there. But you felt calm. I felt calm. Where I was underneath the stage, I felt calm. Interesting. I don't know that whatever was in that crawl space, though, was what I was talking to. Under the stage. So that is my most notable experience. Yeah. It was my first experience. It's what I, I truly believe I was talking to someone mm -hmm. that has passed. So um, undisclosed Western Ohio Opera House. Yes. That's, that's my ghost hunting story. I like it. Now, Andemic has way better, more well, interesting stories than me. You know, but that's a really good one. Um, there have been places that, that I've gone into where I've felt completely unsafe, com completely terrified. And then there are other places that I've gone into where you just feel calm. Um, and <clears throat> so I've spent the night in prisons, asylums, hospitals, I've out at cemeteries. Um, I'm always up for a night in a haunted place. And, and so is the witch. And we're going to be doing a lot of that. Um, 
I've seen a lot of things that I couldn't explain. Uh, and I've also seen a lot of things, and I've seen a lot of fellow ghost hunters talk themselves down a rabbit hole of, of experiencing things that may not actually have been, you know, a thing. You know, and it is, it's like, it's like fishing. You, it's like, what, hours and hours of waiting for one tiny, you know, drop of a, I, I don't know, anything. And you've been up for how You're, long? It's in the middle of the night, Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, having said that, I, I have had some experiences and I, and I've seen other people have experiences that they could not, could not explain. Um, I, I have a pal, uh, I go with a couple of friends of mine and one of my pals, she wants to be dragged around by her hair. I will never and, understand that. And, and she wants to be sucked into a vortex. And so I'm like, okay, that's great. I want to watch that happen to you, but I want to do it from over there. The corner. I'll be yeah, in the corner. I'll be over here. And, you know, if you need me to save you, I'll come get you. But if not, man, I'll, I'll watch you get dragged up and down the hall. That's great. Um, <laughs> but, and you mentioned about all the gadgets that, that ghost hunters use. And and I, I'm a very low-tech ghost hunter. Um, and my friends are too. We basically will do the flashlight thing. Um, we have some dowsing rods, uh, which are the, you know, the rods that you hold and they... They're supposed to cross and uncross. I, I don't know what the science is behind that. You know, I, I've, I've had some compelling sessions with those that I couldn't explain. But and then occasionally we have a thermometer and a, a an EMF reader with, if we remember to get them out. I mean, mostly we just kind of immerse ourselves in these places and just listen to what what our surroundings are, are saying to us, you know, and sometimes that's get out <laughs> and sometimes that's hey, you're cool. You know, it's fine. Um, well, that's one thing that I think is so neat is it is so variable dependent on the space that you're in. Yeah. You are never, even if you're a seasoned ghost hunter, you're not going to have the same experience or a, a traditional experience because the place dictates it. Yeah. Yeah. The place decides, you know, so I, I don't know that anyone can definitively say a place is or isn't haunted. You know, if, if there's, and I have an example of this actually, um, a place that is known to be super haunted, but if you go in and don't have an experience, it doesn't mean it's not haunted. It means it didn't happen that day. You know, it's it, it can be very hit or miss. And my experience um, with that happened to be Waverly Hills, um, the tuberculosis hospital in Louisville. Um, we went there and, you know, hearing all the stories, you know, and the body shoot and... Um, all, all the thing, all the people that died there and, um, <clears throat> the experiences people have. And I know, and I know, um, a friend of mine who had a, a very surreal experience there. Uh, but when we went, it was calm and we were sitting down, um, down the, the long corridor that went to where the body shoot goes down. And I just remember talking to my friend and I said, I just, it feels peaceful here right now. Like I'm feeling the hope of the people that came here um, to get better. That's amazing. You know, and it didn't always, you know, they didn't always get better. Obviously, they a lot mostly didn't get better. But I felt like it was a place of hope. It wasn't a place of despair. Um, so that, that stuck with me. I'm like, wow, because I've heard some really sinister stories about that place. I'd be so interested to know what those are. The sinister the stories. Sinister, well, you know, I and you asked me that, and you know, I, now I can't, I can't think of them. But 
people disappearing. Um, mm. There is something that I use the word vortex. They talk about this, this black mass that if it engulfs you, you know, you can't hear when you're inside of it. You can't hear or see out of it. Um, so just, you know, things like that. But that was just, that just wasn't our experience. Uh, in fact, we went up to the roof and we just sort of hung out up there for a while. Like this is, it just feels okay. The forces of good had yes. taken over, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, and who knows, maybe the next night, you know, if we would have gone, my pal would have gotten dragged around by our hair. But right. <clears throat> um, but one, uh, one, I tend to be pretty protective uh, of the history of some of these places just because my background is history and, you know, and, um, and I always want to conduct myself appropriately while I'm there. And I want to make sure that the people whose hands this building is in or this place is in are also treating it that way. Sometimes for the most part, it, it is, they're very respectful. They, they take care to tell you the histories, um, and to, to talk about the, the happenings and, and the ghosts who may inhabit the place with respect because they were people. They were people once, mm -hmm. you know, um, but then sometimes it's, it's, it gets exploited, you know, and it, I don't know if, if it rubs me the wrong way, I won't stay because I don't, I don't know. I, it, it breaks my heart, you know, cause a lot of these places, you know, great sadness happened. These places are haunted for a reason and it wasn't always, you know, it wasn't always a good reason. So I'm pretty protective of that. Um, but there are a lot of places that do it really well. Um, uh, let's see. Prospect Place. And I believe that's Dresden, Ohio. I want to take you there because we can rent out the whole building. Just us. Yeah. I've been in there with just three people. How big in. is it? It's a huge house. Um, we'll, we'll post pictures of it at some point. I, I've got pictures from down there. Um, uh, Thurber House. Um, this... Uh, the Hamill House Inn in Waynesville. Uh, my friend and I stayed there one night. I think they have a ghost cat. Do they run a... Um, is it in downtown Waynesville? Yes. Do they run like a little restaurant up? Yes. I've been in there. My <laughs> mom you? got very impatient and made us leave. She wouldn't wait for dinner. So I didn't get the full experience. But I've been in the lobby. Okay. Well, it's it's got some haunted, haunted lore. Um, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum uh, in Weston. Um, I was very, very impressed with the way they, they ran that, that ghost hunt. Um, they took great care to tell us the history of each floor and each, um, each wing. And then, you know, let us go and do, and I had some freaky, a kid got scratched a night we were there. Yeah. Um, and they also talked about up on the fourth floor, there being these, I, I can't remember what they call them. Uh, I'm not very high tech at this, so I don't know. But black um, black figures that like crawl on the walls and that oh. that probably were never human. Um, that that are attracted to places like that. And you know, so every other floor we went on, um, they gave us the the little history and then said, okay, you've got such and such amount of time. And we would all just go off on our separate ways. But when we got up to the fourth floor, I think it was the fourth, the top, the top level. Um, he started telling us about these shapes that have been seen up there. And he said, okay, you guys are free to roam. We stayed in a cluster, all of us, and <laughs> moved as one through that whole floor because yep. you, 
you you can feel it. If you pay attention, you can feel when something's not right. And something wasn't right up there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm a full believer in you wouldn't even need any equipment in some of these places. You walk in and you just know. You just know. You just know. Um, let's see. The Mansfield Reformatory, uh, they run a really, um, a really great um, program there. You know, their um, ghost hunts and their historic tours and things. That is hands down still. Okay, let me just read these to you. Please. These are the places I've been. Please. Mansfield Reformatory twice, Wood County Historical Museum, Thurber House Prospect Place, Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, East Bay Inn in Savannah, Georgia, Hamill House, Waverly Hills, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, Moonville Tunnel and Cemetery, um, Randolph Asylum. There's a cemetery in Tontagony, Ohio. It was really scary. Uh, and the Ohio State House. Uh, I'm probably missing one or two, but out of any place I've ever been, the Mansfield Reformatory is still hands down the scariest. I had an experience there. Uh, I was with my two friends, and we were doing, um, we were just, I think maybe we were doing the flashlight thing, but we were up in this corner uh, in one of the cell blocks, and it was all I could do not to run. You know how your flight or fight response kicks in? Absolutely. And it was all I could do not to run out of there. I had to, like, phys- I put myself back into the corner. I, something, everything within me was saying, get out of here now. I don't know what it was, but oh my gosh. Can you imagine the amount of negative energy in a space like that? I know. Though? You know, when, when you hear about the, the history of the place, how it started as a reformatory for, uh, I think, light offenders, and then when they closed the Ohio Pen, they brought everyone there, murderers, you know, the, the, the toughest, you know, uh, convicts and it I guess it just turned into a bloodbath yeah yeah so I mean you can feel that there absolutely you walk in and you feel it that's have you been there amazing I have not oh my gosh I I know I'm such a novice we are going we have to we have to get more of these places and as as we explore these places I'm sure we'll be doing more episodes to pinpoint different locations and give you more of a history and fun facts about them and our experiences with them but and we're going to do a whole episode on our paranormal experiences so that's just that was just the tip of the iceberg absolutely well, that's awesome. So one thing I don't know that we've touched on are places that we want to go mm, that yeah. we haven't been before. And it's funny that you mentioned the Trans-Allegheny because that's the one that I wrote down immediately. Yeah. And one of the things I did find out about Trans-Allegheny, they have a really cool website, by the way. Yeah. I have not been, but their website's just, it, if it you say that it's super well run, it is well I can done. tell from the website. Yeah. They, they put some care into that, but... So I saw that it opened in the 1860s, -hmm. and when it was opened, it was designed for 250 patients. But the big uptick in patients happened in the 1950s, and it was at max 2,400 patients. So can you imagine a space designed for 250, and you cram 2,400 folks into that place? And I feel like that's not an isolated incident. I feel like that happened in a lot of places. Wow. And the amount of energy, you talk about the shapes kind of crawling on, attracted yeah. to spaces like that, the amount of energy in a space like that mm-hmm. because of situations like that where yeah. people were overlooked, yes. neglected, yes. Um, the emotion, mm-hmm. the emotional toll it had to yeah. have taken on some of these folks that lost, lost their lives yeah. there. So I think that, you know, 
there I'm certain things are attracted to that space certain energies negative energies are attracted to that space and I would just be because I know they're very respectful and have a really well-run yes uh situation going on up there Mm -hmm. I would be I would be super excited to to do that one well let's go yes on the list on the list um on my list uh do you have any more on yours no that's the biggest one that's the big one um I would like to go to Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia. I've heard some crazy stories about that place. Moundsville Prison uh, in West Virginia. Um, the Licking County Historic Jail. I've heard lots of things about that little place. Um, I've, I've driven past it, but I've never been inside. Um, I'd really, you know, a, this is like a bucket list, which I don't know that would ever happen because it's owned by uh, Ohio University now, but the Ridges down oh, in Athens. Yeah. Um, you can go there and wander around the grounds into the cemeteries and things like that, but I want to go in. I yeah. want to go in the back part. Yeah. Uh, you can't. You can't usually get in there, but um, I keep trying to find somebody who might have. Who might let you? Who, who might be able to pull a string or two? Um, the Lizzie Borden House. Wouldn't that be a trip? Horror yeah. salon on the road. Horror salon on the road. Consider it done. Uh, horror salon on location from a haunted room. Get ready for that, people. It's happening. Yes. Um, the Buxton Inn in Granville. Um, I, I don't know what the stories are there, but I've just heard that it is a haunted place that you can go and stay. And I want to stay in haunted places. So that's, yeah. That's a fantastic list. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, sign me up. We got some work to do. Sign me up on all. Yeah, we've got some any work to do. Any and all. Is there any place out there, um, listeners, that you've been and terrified you or places that you think we should check out that weren't uh, on this list. Yeah, please send us in. I would love to hear places that folks think we should go mm-hmm. and also places you've been that have terrified you, what those experiences yeah. are that keep you up at night. Yeah. I would love that. So you know how to reach us. Our website's thehorrorsalon.com. Find us on Instagram at The Horror Salon and send us those fun stories, uh, info at thehorrorsalon.com. We'd love to hear from you and maybe even feature you on an upcoming episode. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. So we're going to end our episode today with our favorite segment, What the Hell? (laughs) This is the brainchild of the witch, and I love it. I have so, I, this brings me so much joy. Um... So my what the hell, this has been a what the hell for me for years. Uh, I, I came across these stories on Reddit. I'm a Reddit user, everybody. Take that as you will. I came across these stories, and probably most listeners to this podcast might have already heard these stories and be like, this is old news. <laughs> but of staircases... In the woods. And I'm not talking about, oh, there used to be a house here mm-hmm. and like there's some old abandoned ruins. I'm talking about walk into any middle America suburb, cut the staircase out, paste into the deep woods, deep woods. What the hell? What the hell? So... On these Reddit stories, one of them, and I should have written down who who was writing the stories, but they said that they're kind of a well-known phenomenon. What? What? Why are they there? <laughs> Why are they there? Who put them there? Yeah. You're not supposed to approach them? It's, it's 
wild shit. You're not supposed to approach them. Not supposed to approach them. You're supposed to just ignore the fact that they exist. A freaking suburban staircase in the middle of the woods. What if Doctor Who just comes walking down those steps? I'm gonna pay attention. What if Pazuzu comes oh, walking down those steps? Don't eat, don't don't invoke Pazuzu. He already did. Damn. Cherry Crush. Great. Yeah, I had to put some Coke Zero in mine, by the way, and it's going down. Let's just say that. It's a Cherry Cola. <laughs> What's your what the hell pandemic? My what the hell is something I came across uh, several years ago. Um, it's a recipe. And I actually made this recipe uh, for the witch. She did. Um, it, it is from an old, some old church cookbook. I don't know. I don't even know. Whatever. But for Velveeta fudge. Now, come on. Yeah. So it was fudge. And a large ingredient, a large portion of the ingredients is Velveeta. Um, so I made it. It was very... Cheesy. <laughs> it's also really shiny. It was so shiny. So shiny. It's sweat. Like there was sweat. It was like sweaty fudge. Sweaty Velveeta fudge. And then everybody, you want to know what she did with that sweaty Velveeta <laughs> fudge after she made me eat it? She stole a clementine out of my bag while I wasn't looking, and she modeled a face out of the fudge onto the clementine and just stuck it back on my desk. Yeah, so the, the clementine was the brain sticking out of the top of the sweaty Velveeta fudge. Um, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, and there's a picture of this that, uh, check out the Instagram. Uh, yeah. it, it'll be I'll, there. I'll post, I'll post that nightmare for you all so I no longer have to be... The single bearer of that. I kept that face in a Ziploc bag for months. It probably molded. Probably didn't actually. It didn't. It, was it just stayed sweaty. It, was it didn't even dry. The clementine shriveled up, but the, the, the face the, remained. The face remained. <laughs> oh my god. Who? On that note. On that note. Thank you everybody for listening in again. I'm the witch, and I am endemic, and. Through some amazing feat. Hold on. Oh, God, the glass is empty. <laughs> the candle is out. This is painful. I'm surprised it didn't blow a f- blow like a flame just then. Until next time, sweet dreams. Monsters, it's the witch and Andemic. Music for this episode is Rage by the 126ers.
check out our website for show notes and links to some cool extras. Later, nerds.